Saving for retirement is a great start, but it's what you do with this money that really matters. How will you reduce your taxes in retirement, generate income, pay for the skyrocketing cost of health care, and get more from your Social Security benefits? Welcome to the Get More Retirement Radio Show with Bruce Smith from the Wealthcare Investment Center. Bruce is a number one Amazon best-selling author, an Ed Slot elite advisor, and he has over 35 years of financial planning experience. This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice that can help you overcome the toughest challenges in retirement today. And now, here's your host, Bruce Smith. Hi, it's Bruce Smith, and welcome to this week's edition of Get More Retirement Radio. Uh, we've got a little fun this week. Um, we're going to do what we call straight talk about this uh, this market that we're seeing and your retirement. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about some questions and comments that I've been hearing from actual meetings with people or some of the public encounters that I've had with people just like you on the street, at the grocery store, at the car wash, uh, just in church, just about everywhere. Because everybody's got questions, and I'm sure you have a lot of questions just like this. So we're going to be going through them and uh, so kind of what the questions are and then kind of what my response is to them uh, and hopefully give you some insight, some valuable insight as to what is going on in this crazy world that we're seeing with the stock market. Uh, and, you know, you're probably feeling some stress, uh, you know, as, as far as, you know, what are your outlook for, you know, for retirement if you're already retired, uh, if you're planning retirement, you know, is this going to delay it? You know, does it look really bad? Is this Armageddon? What's going on? So we're going to, you know, kind of sit back, pay attention. I think you're going to enjoy this. Uh, but more importantly, you know, what we, the last thing you want to do is be frozen in time. You know, this is the biggest mistake when we see, you know, a market uh, do what it's doing here. People just kind of freeze up and they choose to do nothing at all. You know, you want, you, we always say, now step one of our Get More Retirement process is be involved in your money. And this is, this is one of the most important times to be involved in your money. So, again, let's have some fun with this. So the first thing, the number one question that I get asked all the time by people. It really doesn't matter what the market's doing, but you know, in, I've been doing this for almost four decades. I can't believe that. It makes me crazy sometimes, but uh, so I think 36 years we're up to now. <laughs> I don't know where it went, but the number one question I'm always asked, you know, Bruce, what do you think the market is going to do? <laughs> and my response is always, if I knew that answer, I wouldn't be talking to you. I'd be in Maui right now. You know, but it, it's crazy. That's Everybody would love to know that. And, you know, I, I kind of fault the financial industry quite a bit for that one because, you know, for a long time, I know when I first came in the business, maybe the first five, six, seven years, you know, uh, we all had those uh, reports, you know, out financial outlook on the market. And that's the that was the talking points you had for people. You know, well, here's what we think is going to happen. You know, here's what here's what's going on in the oil industry. Here's what's going on. Uh, in, in the financial world. Here's what's going on in housing. Here's what's going on in manufacturing. Here's what's going on in commodities. You know, and, and you know, the greatest warning ever is on every statement out there. It says past performance is not an indicator of future results. And if we haven't learned that over the last two or three years. I don't think there's been a better example you know, both in the up market, which all oh, we, we wanted to ignore it. You know, we, we didn't want to pay attention to it because we were all doing so well. Accounts were going up like crazy, but we were so far outside the measurable metrics that have been there. You know, things that have been there all the time saying, okay, this is the boundaries of what we expect. And we were so far out of the expectations. And why were we outside of those expectations? Because the Fed was printing money. They were dumping money 
you know, by the truckload, you know, by the ocean liner load into the economy, you know, like we saw, you know, that, that, uh, that V-shaped recovery during the micro crash with COVID, uh, you know, so the market in market takes this major, you know, drop with COVID, I think it was down 20%. You know, and in four months, the market fully recovered. Now, you don't see that. That is, that is such an aberration. You just don't see that. Last time it happened was in 1966. So, again, it's not, you know, back then it dropped 22%. It was over eight months. So it was a longer drop and it was a seven month recovery. It's never dropped that quick and recovered that quick in history. Nothing like that has ever happened. And I don't think you'll ever see it again. But during that time, you know, with what COVID was going on, the government was dumping all this money into the economy. So it was, it was a false recovery, you know, and you have to understand what was going on. So, but as long as it was going up, you know, we really chose not to pay attention to what was going on because it was all good. Well, now we're reaping the whirlwind of all that easy money that has been dumped in for so long. You know, all this money was pumped into our economy and, and given artificial inflation. And now, you know, we started seeing real inflation of all these things that we need for our lifestyle that we depend on. You know, we're, we're heading into winter and, and we're saying, wow, look at the price of fuel oil. Look at the price of heating. Look at the price of gas. It's going back up. You know, we thought, okay, what's well, going to, it was cruising down, kind of teased us for a while, but now it's going back the other direction. So, you know, all of these things, but people say, what do you think the market's going to do? I don't know what it's going to do. The reality is this is that hope is not a financial plan. You know, so many people, and that's kind of the instant response, when you tell them you don't know what it's going to do, they say, well, I hope it's going back up. I hope it turns a corner soon. You know, hope should not be your solution. If that's what you're tying your financial future on, you're making a grave mistake, a grave error, because that is not a plan. What you need to be doing is saying, look, you know, I see where we're at, and here's where I want to be. How do I get where I want to be? And if, if you're doing the same thing that you saw back in 2008, I mean, you know, we all know people who lost a lot of money, you know, and we know that those people, it was a long time till they saw that money come back. And, you know, we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. But to give you an idea, you know, during the banking crash, you know, first of all, the decline happened over 17 months, a year and a half. So that was a year and a half of, a, of sliding, 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 sliding. And it was 56.5%, 56.8%, almost 60% of the portfolio, if you were in the S&P 500, lost. If you had a million dollars, you ended up with a little over $400,000 left. I remember one particular individual who, no joke, he, he called me and said, you know, I, I want to come talk to you. You know, and, and I'm like, okay, fine. And he brought literally brown paper bags from the grocery store full of statements for about two years worth. And I'm like, what's this? And he goes, I can't open them. I refuse to open them. And he had lost about 50% of his portfolio. And he, he had no idea what he was worth. He had no idea how much was left. So, I mean, I, I've seen that pain. And, I, and, then, and that's, not, that's bad enough that you lost that money. But here's the killer. The regroup to get back from that took 49 months, four years till you got back to even. So the pain occurred over a year and a half and another four years to get back to even. Now I've said it many times on the show. I said it many times on my TV show. I said, you know, look, 
you know, everybody loves the fact that we had the longest raging bull market in history, 11 years up. And I said, if you can have 11 years up, you could, in theory, have 11 years down. Now we're seeing emails. We're seeing people prognosticating, oh, you know, in the next five years of a bear market. Look back to 1966 through 76. The Dow was pretty much flat. It was up, it was down, it was up, it was down, it was up, it was down. But it really never went anywhere. I mean, it was up and down. It was very volatile. But it never climbed above where it had started. It just kind of stayed in a certain range. So, you know, don't, hope is not, is not the right solution. You know, what you've got to say is, what does my portfolio look like today? What will it look like if the market goes up significantly? And what will it look like if the market goes down significantly? And if they're not within a range that's acceptable to you, then you need to take action. You know, the, the, the next one I'll, I'll talk about is, is you know, people make the, the broad comment, well, everybody's taking a bath in this market. Well, I hate to tell you, but the answer is no. Everybody is not taking a bath in this market. A lot of people who have the traditional stock and bond portfolio, and that's the limitation of it, and they have some kind of a pie, a 60-40, 70-30, 80-20, you know, yeah, they're taking a bath. There's no question because they're, you know, it, it's like walking up, uh, I always remember, and, you know, God, again, I've been doing this too long, but I remember in, in early days you would fly. And, and if, you got a, if you got a meal on the plane, the, 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 the flight attendant back then, we said stewardess, but the flight attendant would come to you and they would say, do you want the fish or do you want the chicken? <laughs> and that's what was your choices. And when you looked at the meal, interestingly, the meal was exactly the same. It was the same salad. It was the same dessert. It was the same beverage. The only thing was different was the protein. It was either fish or it was chicken. You know, you had two choices. Well, Wall Street is kind of the same way. You know, everything is built from either stocks or bonds. You may have individual stocks, individual bonds. You can have mutual funds. You can have e indexes. You can have ETFs. You know, all these different things, but they're built from either the stock market and the bond market. So at the end of the day, whatever happens in the stock market or whatever happens in the bond market, it will affect your portfolio. You know, there's not alternatives in there. And that's the problem, you know, and, and whenever diversification works, and, and, and I saw this at, at a financial workshop, it was amazing to me. Uh, this one really shocked me. The, the gentleman, he said, he said, diversification works. Let me show you something. And he had, he had 10 Vanguard funds that they had picked. There were nine that were different global, across the entire globe. There was Euro Pacific, there was Euro, there was Pacific, there was, you know, U.S. large value, U.S. small cap, all these different equity funds. There was nine of them. And there was the bond fund. And he said, we're going to build a 60-40 portfolio, 40% bonds, 60% spread over these other nine Vanguard equity funds. And he said, and here's how they performed over this upmarket period. And some did very well. Some did well, you know, and they all, but they all made different amounts of money. And that's how diversification should work. All your eggs are not in one basket. And he said, look, diversification works. And I went, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's really neat. Some, I mean, over, over the time period, you know, I mean, you know, some of them are just runaways and made crazy money. You know, some of them did so-so, not so great. A couple of them did really, really meager, terrible. And the bond fund, it just kind of puttered along, did its thing. But then we looked at, you know, the, the same exact funds in the October 2007 crash. The bond fund did its thing. But all of those funds did almost exactly the same thing. And most of them had losses ranging anywhere from, from 40 to 60 to 70%.
but they all followed almost exactly the same cycle from like October of 07 to October of 09. And he said, you know, he said, diversification works until it doesn't. So they were they were all correlated to do the same thing. And he said, so, you know, was this, did this diversification really help you in a down market? And it didn't. And, and I was, I was shocked by that, but that's, you know, we, I was always told as a broker, here's how you diversify. You know, you just pick a bunch of different things. Well, no, they, they're all kind of cut out of the same groove. What's changed in the last 35 years of doing this is electronic trading. The world has become a lot smaller. You know, if it rocks the American market, chances are it rocks the markets around the world. If it rocks the Nikkei in Asia, it ends up rocking the U.S. It, it rocks the German market. It rocks the European markets. So it, it follows around the globe. So it's not, you don't hide from it like you used to. There used to be a separation. It's not there anymore. So you've got to look at other types of devices, other types of holdings. You know, not all holdings are getting tanked right now. Some holdings have protection built into them where people aren't losing money. You know, there are things that have healthy upsides, but they have, they have growth opportunities when the market's up. They have protection on the downsides. Some have total protection from downside. You know, I can tell you that, you know, we started building our portfolios following Warren Buffett's advice, you know, to have, you know, portfolios that have more upside potential than downside potential. We've been doing that since 1996. And I can tell you over half of the money that's been entrusted to our firm since 1996 has not lost one penny, not during the dot-com crash, not during the banking crisis, not during the COVID mini crash and not during this debacle that we're seeing now. So, you know, having protected assets as part of the portfolio has been great, but they still have respectable growth numbers when the market is on the upside. But we're using something that is disconnected from the typical stock and bond portfolio. So it's important to have a strategy that works out in that type of, of marketplace where it works in your favor you know, when there are opportunities to, for growth, but it basically protects your portfolio when things are going south. And in today's world, what we call that is a defined outcome. You know, when you look at that portfolio and ask yourself this question, when you look at your portfolio right now, what is it you know? What can you tell me about it that two years from now you can say for sure that you know will happen if the market goes down? What can you say for sure will happen to it if the market goes up. Can you tell me how much you'll make in advance? Can you tell me how much you'll lose? You know, and most people, they have no idea. It's a total 100% unknown, which is amazing. You know, and that's, that's most people, you know, I call that gambling. <laughs> you get, you go to Vegas, you make a bet. It's, it's an unknown. You don't know how it's going to turn out, you know, and that is an unknown. But interestingly, there are lots of programs out there that have a defined outcome that, you know, something in addition that you didn't know before. If you have a protected asset and the market goes south, you know that you have a minimal or no loss downside potential, and then you understand what the upside potential is if the market goes up. If you have a buffered protection scenario, for example, you know that you have no loss under certain conditions and a reduced loss exposure under certain conditions, and you know what the upside potential is. So there's a set of guardrails, if you will, that you don't have with most investments. So if you have a portfolio where the majority of it, over 50% of it, has a defined outcome, you're not experiencing what most people are experiencing with a traditional stock and bond only based portfolio. And for most people, that makes more sense. 
and you're following the wisdom of Warren Buffett, who says your portfolio should have more upside opportunity than downside. And that's, I think, one of the best ways to help people in, benefit their returns, increase returns, and be able to weather storms like we're seeing now. Hey, this is Bruce Smith, and we'll be right back to the Get More Retirement radio program. Hi, it's Bruce Smith with an important question. When you look at your retirement accounts now and see the damage done by the market, what are you doing about it? I know many advisors will tell you to sit tight. Sit tight and lose 30 to 50% of your hard-earned nest egg. That doesn't sound like a good plan to me. But instead, I'd like an opportunity to sit down with you personally and help explore options that are specifically designed to minimize your losses if this market continues its downhill slide and they give you healthy returns to help rebuild your nest egg when this market recovers. Our proven growth and wealth protection strategies have helped families like yours for over 35 years. So give me a call today and schedule that meeting at 888-888-5601. With your appointment kit, I'm going to include a copy of my Amazon number one best-selling book, Create Wealth, Retain Wealth. That's a $79 value as my gift to you. That number again is 888-888-5601, or you can schedule online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. You're listening to the Get More Retirement Radio Show with Bruce Smith. This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice that can make your money go a lot further in retirement. And now, here's your host, Bruce Smith. This one is an actual case, kind of very interesting. Uh, this person... Um, pretty sharp guy, actually. He's a client, but, but he has other monies with another firm. And, he, and he, he went to the advisor and he said, hey, I want to get out in December. And he said, uh, you know, I, I'm, I just, I've made good money, but I, said, I think things are, are getting uncertain out there. And I want to go ahead and, and, and sell out my portfolio. And the broker really uh, rebelled against him and said, no, I think it's foolish. Why would you do that? Because you're going to have, you're going to have to pay way too much in taxes for doing that. And he just really pounded on him, you know, about how bad his tax bill was going to be for doing that. And he talked the guy out of it. And and we had a review with the gentleman a couple of weeks ago, and he was telling me the story. And, I, and I'm like, I said, look, I said, you know, what have I always taught you? <laughs> I said, a tax is a portion of a gain. Never sacrifice a gain to avoid the tax. And he looked at me and says, you know, you, you did. You told me that. And he said, and, and he said I, I remembered that. But he said, he just, he was so, he was so convincing. And I said, look, whose money is it? Is it your money or his money? And, and I said, here's the thing. And, and I want to share this with you if you're out there listening. So I want you to imagine that your portfolio is an apple orchard. So you decide you want to sell and you have this apple tree and it's got a hundred apples on it. And, and, but somebody says, hey, you know, so what you have to do when you pick those apples, um, 15 of those apples have to go in these red baskets. And that's, that's for us. We get those bad. You don't get those apples. And the other 85 apples are yours. You can put them in your baskets. And you go, well, I'm not sharing my apples. I'm not giving those apples to those people. So you don't pick them. And they all die on the tree. You don't get any apples, and they don't get any apples. Now, does that make sense to you? And next year, that tree may yield nothing. But that's exactly what this guy went through. So he suffered all these losses. And I said, how much have you lost in that account relative to what the taxes would have been? He said, about three times as much. He's taken some pretty hefty losses, you know, so never, ever base your decisions of whether you want to get out of something 
or you know, harvest your gains or not harvest your gains or, or minimize losses because you have a bad feeling about things or you're not happy with the direction of a portfolio is taking and base it solely on taxes. Never do that. That's, that's ill-advised. You know, and I, I'll tell you, did I say that to people when I was a broker? Yes, because I didn't understand the impact of taxes. But the reality is that a tax is a portion of a gain. So in this case, you know, he gave up dollars of gains to avoid, in his case, 15 cents of taxes on each dollar. Why sacrifice a dollar for 15 cents? You know, it doesn't make sense. So, but, you know, these are the things I want you to know about and be considering in your portfolios. Um, this one, uh, I think a lot of people out there are having this thought. Number four, I'm planning on retiring in two years. Do you think I can still retire? Wow, that's a great one. <laughs> you know, and, and the fact is, you know, it kind of goes to the very, very root of retirement planning. Well, how did you determine in the beginning that you could retire? You know, I have people that come up and say, you know, I, I, I had a million six. My, between my wife and I, we had a million six in our 401s, and, and we're, down, we're down to about a million two. But as long as we have a million dollars, we can retire. And I said, uh, okay, was that before inflation? And, and they look at you like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you buy a gallon of gas lately? Have you bought any groceries lately? You know, how do you, you know, where do you come up with this million dollars is good enough to get you into retirement? And, and, you know, this is, this is the wives tales of wall street. You know, they come up with these thumb rules to tell you what's good enough to retire. The fact is there's lots of moving pieces in retirement. The only way, first of all, can anybody with 100% certainty tell you that you can retire and not run out of money? And the answer is no, nobody can, not even me. I can't tell you that with 100% certainty because nobody knows exactly how much they're going to spend. They don't know how much money they're going to need. They don't know what inflation is going to be. They don't know what the taxes are going to be. They don't know what unexpected uh, expenses are going to pop up. They don't know, you know, all of these different things. They're not going to know what's going to happen. They don't know the investments are going to, how they're going to turn out. You know, so you do the best you can do. You run Monte Carlo simulations. You assume, you know, what happens if the markets are ugly? What if, if you assume a higher inflation rate? What if you assume a higher tax rate? So you put these metrics in and you stress test. You do the best you can do. But the thing is, you've got to have a plan that takes into account all of those factors. And without that plan, you're, you're just throwing darts. You're just guessing. And, and study after study after study after study says the same thing. Less than 40% of Americans today have a comprehensive plan for their retirement. They don't have a financial plan. They have an investment portfolio. They look at the value on that portfolio, and they hope that they have enough money. Don't put your trust in that type of a scenario. You know, you know, if you know, do you have a budget? You know, that's the number one hardest question. We do planning for people. I say, do you have a budget? Can you tell me how much money you're spending on an annual basis for your lifestyle? You know, and some people will say, well, about this. No, don't give me an about this. You know, how much money do you spend a month on food times 12? How much do you spend on gasoline times 12? Do you have car payments? Do you have mortgage payments? What are your property taxes? How about your car insurance? What about going out to eat? What about going to the movies? Do you guys have date night? You know, what about travel? Do you have any vacations do you take a year? What do they cost? You know, and I always say, if I handed you cash money in your hand January 1st, how much money would you have to have to get through to December 31st? I 
and provide the lifestyle that you want to have. I don't mean excessiveness, and I don't mean, you know, eating beanie weenie or ramen noodles. You know, but having that number is important. Having an idea how to get from A to B. And when you take that number, we're going to add inflation every year from now to age 90. And guess what? If we increase that number, that can get interesting. You know, you can't use a thumb rule of, oh, uh, 4%. If you take 4% off your investments, you'll be fine. No, it doesn't work that way. It has to be custom fit for each family. What about taxes? Well, you put that money in your retirement account. And they said pay taxes later, so you got to take money out for that. we got to allow for that. So all these variables have to be accountable to basically what happens to that pile of cash you saved for retirement, and that's how you get to the end of the road. Will you run out of money or not? Those are the keys. So in this person asking, you know, I'm planning on retiring in two years. Do you think I can still retire? And I say the only way to find out is to sit down and run the numbers for your specific situation, for where you're at today, and then where you're going to be tomorrow with everything that we know. Those are the keys. <laughs> you know, it's, um, we had a person that had a plan done by an advisor, told them they were great. And uh, they came in, brought the plan with them. And <laughs> interestingly, they, they, they had their, their statement with them for their portfolio. And they had made the assumption on their portfolio. And I think the return was somewhere around 6% or something. And it, it was kind of amazing to me. For the risk level they were at, from January of 2022 this year till September 30th, their average return, and we're looking at we're looking at an average return running it from uh, October of 07, so a full market cycle, so coming through the banking crash, going through the mini crash from COVID, and and this year's decline. So that long period, they their average return went from like 5.9 down to 3.9, and we said, okay, so you know with this return in this portfolio. Here's what happened to your planning. Because they've already lost a lot of money this year. They lost about 20%. Said, so here's how much is you have left. And and their planning just basically blew up because here's what you're building from now. And they're not adding a lot of money to that portfolio at this point because they have some other bills they're trying to pay off before they retire. All these things come to bear, ladies and gentlemen. So you've got to have planning that makes sense. And if you have planning, make sure it's updated Hey, this is Bruce Smith, and we'll be right back to the Get More Retirement radio program. Hi, it's Bruce Smith. Do you remember the market crash from 2008? Of course you do. Who could forget as much as we'd like to? Probably you and many of your friends lost far too much when the stock market crashed, and you spent years, years, just trying to get your portfolio back where it once was. If you were already retired when it happened, the losses were even greater and the rebuilding took much longer because you were taking income from your nest egg the whole time. With our economy and our markets where they are today, are we in for a repeat performance? The good news is it doesn't have to be that way. Now is the time for you to take advantage of the opportunity to sit down with me personally and let's explore the best options that are specifically designed to minimize your losses if this market continues its downhill slide and give you healthy returns to help rebuild your nest egg when the market recovers. You know, you may have thought about calling me many times in the past as you've listened to the show or see our television specials, but this one might be critical. Our proven growth and wealth protection strategies have helped families like yours for over 35 years. So if you've saved $500,000 or more for your retirement, give me a call today and schedule your complimentary appointment at 888 888 
5601. And when we send out your meeting kit, I'm going to include a copy of my Amazon number one best-selling book, Create Wealth, Retain Wealth. That's a $79 value as my gift to you. That number again is 888-888-5601. Or you can also schedule online at our website, wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. So visit our website, schedule with me, and I'm going to meet with you personally. I look forward to it. So give us a call today, 888-888-5601. Advisory services offered through the Wealthcare Investment Center, a registered investment advisory firm. Insurance products and services offered through RIA Wealth Solutions, LLC. The information contained in the material provided is for informational purposes only, and no statement contained here should constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Our program content is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. You should seek advice on legal and tax questions from an independent attorney or tax advisor. Our firm is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. This radio program is sponsored by the Wealthcare Investment Center.